Okay. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 85 uh, to the Grace, Peace, and Balance radio show by Gabi Abdel Gadir. Today, I have uh, for the second time, part two, um, the lovely lady, Ayurvedic lady that we all look up to. Her name is Ismet Della, Della Netani. Ismet's professional background is in natural healthcare with a specialty in traditional Indian medicine. With over two decades of experience, she has a spearheaded center for Ayurveda and Indian systems of healing, Kesh, carefully guiding its growth since its inception in 2002. Over the years, Ismet has gained a multitude of experience. She is a health practitioner, academician, academician, international speaker, healer, and a researcher and practitioner. She has held key positions in India, the UK, uh, as an, and Canada, among which are at the prestigious health clinic in the UK, assistant dean at Dr. Lajpatrai Mehras Neuropathy Hospital in India and contributed to key conferences, partnership programs in universities and health institutes and global health congress. As a result, she has been featured on television and in newspapers in the UK, Canada and India. She is a tireless champion. I'm going to leave it at this and I'm going to be posting her bio and her social media links on both Podbean and YouTube. Welcome again for part two, Esma. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you very much for having me over again. It's such a pleasure. Uh, and I just love sharing the ancient wisdoms of Ayurveda, yoga, and the entire Indian medicine, integrating it with Western uh, health approaches. Health approaches. So yeah, so today we are going to talk about Ayurvedic tips for a healthy skin. That's right. Okay, let's let's tell me, talk to me about tips about healthy skin. We all need it, God knows. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, let me first give a little bit of understanding of what your skin is, because yeah. it's very important, regardless whether you use Ayurvedic herbs, Chinese herbs, African herbs, whatever you use, that's later on. But if you don't understand your own skin, then you will not be able to take care of it. Yeah. And so skin is actually the largest organ in a human body. And a lot of time it's understood as skin is something that just helps us to breathe. Uh, but actually skin is also a major digestive organ. Oh, so wow. it digests things that are coming from the environment into your body. It's digesting water, it's digesting everything. And whatever you put on your skin, it actually goes into your internal system, into your blood system. It also reaches your core, like your liver, your pancreas, your heart, and so on. So skin, uh, in a way, is very, very important for general health. Yeah. Not just to look beautiful or to have a pleasing appeal, but skin is something that is very important for your general health. There's one basic principle in, in Ayurvedic medicine is that what is edible must be applicable. So what you can consume as food, food. internally, you must put it on your skin. Okay. So like, like, like oils. 
like yeah. oils, right? Like you can consume oils, you must put oil on your skin. A lot of other food as well, honey, fruits, all of that must be put on the skin. Okay. Um, and that's where the herbal and natural medicine also comes in, where we, you know, all the treatments are based on these natural ingredients and are mainly food based, not even herbal based as much, but they are mainly food based, like okay. chickpeas and rice and, you know, uh, strawberries lentils. and lentils, strawberries, cucumbers, honey, yogurt, milk, you know, these are the ingredients that are actually put in a lot of skincare as well. Shea butter, butter, you know, all of those creams are also made out of fresh creams. Of course, those who are vegan can always look into other ways of applying that cream, that moisturizer, uh, whether we are looking into uh, sunscreens, natural oils to keep the skin moist and protected from the ozone layers and the UV rays and everything. So that's where the understanding of the skin comes in. Mm -hmm. And to maintain skin, you just need three primary things, okay. which is very basic to human need. Okay. Air, water, and food. Okay. Air, water, and food. Okay. And food. Okay. So having your skin breathe and giving it some fresh air it's definitely maintaining a good healthy skin then water so hydration how much hydration. water is enough for a day like they so say yeah they always like save anything between six to ten some they say 12 glasses a day so what is enough right so again, uh, water can vary from season to season. Okay. When it's a climate like summer, where your body gets dehydrated very easily because of the hot sun and yeah. you're sweating. Yeah. So the total water balance, hydration just doesn't mean putting water into your uh, mouth and through your throat. Hydration, total hydration, that means through respiration, how much you're peeing and how much water you're intake, taking in and then sweating. Mm -hmm. If you're having good sweat, then good amount of water is really needed. Okay. But if okay. you're drinking lots of water and you're not sweating, neither you're peeing, neither your respiration is that great, then it will give you a very heavy feeling in the abdomen. Yeah. So I would say it can vary from a person to person, but minimum it has to be six glass. That is the minimum okay. and maximum it can go, as you said, to 12 glass and over depending sometimes with water fasting. There's something mm -hmm. called water fasting. Mm -hmm. And with water fasting, you can drink water whole day. And you can even drink more than 12 glasses because that's the only way you're getting your hydration. Okay. Okay. Right? So that is a very kind of, I can't say for sure what would apply for general public or everyone, yeah. but uh, keep a check on your belly. If you're drinking water and you're feeling that heaviness come in, then you're not digesting water. Water also needs to be digested. Oh, wow. Never saw it that way before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a saying in Ayurvedic medicine that the water must be chewed and okay. food must be drunk. Oh, that wow. means you have to chew your food so well that it has to become liquid in your mouth so that yeah. you can drink it. And the water needs to be actually 
chewed in the mouth so that it mixes with your salivation and then you drink it down. You drink it down. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. So, so buying from all these expensive designers, I used to be one of those people who was like very much an Estee Lauder lady for years and years. It was like $600 right. to buy the whole thing, like the face wash, the toner, the night cream, day cream, eye cream thing. But it would last me several months, I have to say. Yes. But it does not stop. It's not made of food. It's not made of... Um, the oils that we you talked about. So, That's where right. do where do people get? Where is the? Is it better to create yourself, or is it better? There is a place where we can actually buy uh, face creams, body creams that are like you said, hundred percent natural, made of oils, made of food, made of fruit. So again, manufacturing is completely different uh, way things are in, and. Um, one common sense that is with manufacturing that anything, whether it is mentioned 100% natural or organic or whatever on the packaging, anything that is put into packaging and has a shelf life will have preservatives. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So we can't yeah. run away from that. So the best is to make your own. But however, with our busy schedules and things like that, it's not always possible. So that's one. So one is skin maintenance. And second, what you're talking about, Estee Lauder's a different brand. Those are all makeups. Makeups, then, of course, we live in a society right now that we have to present ourselves in a certain way, whether you're going for a meeting or you're for a wedding or a party. That's a completely different thing. You can always do what you have to do. But when you come back into your personal space, in your personal room, in your bathroom, that's the time when you when you take all of that off, make sure that you are rebuilding the health of your skin. You're not just leaving it at that place. Okay, I get it. And one of the natural ingredients that is very good to use after makeup, just to make sure any effects of any uh, preservatives Chemical, or any yeah. chemicals that are there in this uh, product is rose water. Just plain oh, wow. rose water. Okay. Do you use it as a toner? You use it. You can use it in many ways. You can use it as a cleanser, as a toner. You can also uh, use it just to uh, help regain the temperature of the skin because you know sometimes when we wear makeup, the we are not getting too much of the air respiration because it yeah. is covering the skin. Yeah. And when you remove the way makeup, you will find your skin is really really warmed up mm-hmm. uh, because the blood again gushes there to maintain the health of the skin so just to bring back that that temperature it's like relaxation you Mm -hmm. want the skin to relax after it has been you know under that kind of environment and rose water is fabulous for that oh wow i just wrote it down yeah i never heard of this one before so it's good to know rose generally is a women's breast friend we are not using these this flower uh, as much as it was used in all cultures, you name it, whether it is uh, you know, Hawaiian culture, whether it was an African culture, whether it was a Middle Eastern culture, uh, Oriental culture, Thai, and all of those cultures have been using a lot of rose and other flowers like jasmine and lotus and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, especially for you, women beautifications. Mm-hmm. And we don't use that anymore. But rose water is something that is very easily available. You can available. walk into any health product store and get it 
and I would highly recommend it to keep it in your uh, in your um, makeup kind of collection. Yeah, something collections. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, goodness. So, how do we? Um, when we're using natural, like the fruits, the food, and everything, like you said, how do we know which oil to avoid? Like, there are people who have very dry skin. There are people who are combination. I am combination. I have certain areas that are dry and certain are moist, um, oily. Uh, and there are people who have extremely oily skin. So, how do we separate that? If right. we're going to do something at home. Right. So if you have an oily skin, a very oily skin, obviously you don't need more moisturizer. In that case, you actually need to uh, help your skin not to have so much of oil because oiling of the skin also is a natural process when your skin is trying to get rid of certain materials or bacteria that have been sitting there. So it's a natural process. Yeah. So if you have an oily skin, then you want to actually do the opposite. You want to kind of take those extra oils that are oozing out of your skin. Mm -hmm. So don't use oils and there are other ingredients that you can use, which I'll come to it. But those who have got drier skin, more of a drier skin, oils are best. Okay. Now, from, from Ayurvedic standpoint, definitely coconut oil, sesame seed oils are recommended. Mm -hmm. However, being in North America, I would recommend, uh, it's a little bit of an expensive oil, but ohoba oil is the best. Mm -hmm. It's spelled with J, it's pronounced yeah. as hohoba. Yeah. It's one of the best. It can work with any skin. And if you have something in between like dry and oily, then use it in small quantity. quantity. If you have lots of dryness and you have flaky skin and you're getting all kinds of wrinkles, then you, you use it in good quantity and always massage in circles. Never do any friction on the face. Okay. Just so circle. always apply in circles. That's right. Okay. 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 Well, okay. So... That is amazing. I learned a few things today. Maybe I should. Uh, we should start a business here, creating our own crop. <laughs> How about using these oils and adding uh, pure essential oils to them? Like, for yep. example, like if I use um, coconut oil. How about using like lemon? I'm huge into lemon and lime. Right. Uh, sometimes like when I use lemon, like in for chicken and this one I'm marinating, I never throw yes. the leftover. I always rub all my face, my hands, let it dry for 10 minutes and then go rinse my face. Um, uh, add to that, what, what is your belief like about your thoughts about essential oils? Not the, sta the static ones that we get in health stores, like I am a young living essential yes. oil fan. And uh, so the oils are like pure seed to seal what what's your intake on that yes so i'm not uh, i don't want to get into too much of brands but since you brought up young living oils i love them uh, and as a practitioner i really encourage people because they are of edible qualities i mentioned it that whatever is edible is applicable yeah. and these oils are edible you can actually uh, put it in warm water and drink them and as drink well them. so yeah. so they're very safe um, so any such brands that you know are edibles, high quality, that uh, those are the essential oils I would encourage to use. Mm -hmm. If not, then raw food, like you said, lemon that is sitting on your counter, um, you can just take it and apply it on the skin. 
again with lemon and lemon peel. So if you're using the pulp of the lemon, mm -hmm. that is extremely good for dry skin. Okay. But once you remove the pulp and what comes out of the skin, which is a little bit bitter in taste, yeah. that is extremely good for oily skin. Okay. So uh, you can go as raw as the food that is on your kitchen counter or you can go with extracts, oils, like essential oils. So yes, I would say do use essential oils, jasmine, rose, all of these essential oils, if you don't find them fresh, the other alternative is to use it in essential oils. Yeah, yeah, because all you need is just two, three drops in a little jar, like would last you, like, yeah. What yeah. about acne? Like my son has an issue these days of acne. What is the best natural thing to, to get rid of acne? So now, uh, problems, skin problems like acne or eczema or hives or rashes, most of the times, they are connected to the digestive system. They, they show up on the skin, but they're not skin issue unless there has been some kind of chemical interaction. Like you put something on the skin and gave you a reaction or you have been picking on the skin too much and it's giving you those acnes or again, hormonal changes when, you know, especially with the uh, young adults and the youths when they are going through hormonal changes. Mm -hmm. So these, these kind of skin issues are connected to the inside of the body. Okay. And that's where we encourage to look into the general you know, digestive system. So another connection I'll share here since you brought that up mm -hmm. is that our body is very interesting the way it works. Mm -hmm. It always works in pairs. Mm -hmm. Because it has a backup system. So if a system or a organ, for whatever reason, it's not doing its optimum work, then the B organ takes over. Okay. And that's what is with the skin. When the colon, when the small intestine and the large intestine, that is the colon, are not doing its job well, the skin tries to compensate for it. So when you don't have a good bowel movement, when you're not throwing, when you're not eliminating the, the gunk from your body, the skin tries to remove it. And that's where you start to see it in the form of rashes or acnes and so on and so forth. So keeping your digestive system healthy is very important for the skin health. What about oily? Like if you eat a very oily meal, would it affect your skin? Like uh, fried, for example. Like one thing that I did notice that I said to my son is he loves Popeyes, right? Right. And it's spicy chicken is apparently, I, I haven't had one, but he, it's amazing. So he loves that. If he eats from Popeyes like two, three times a week, I know that he will have it, he breaks down. So I think I told him, maybe you need to reduce a little bit because it's fried it's not like grilled it's fried so maybe so do you think oily when we eat something that's extremely oily it would affect our skin and our organs right so oily again if it's healthy oily it will not but if it is something like synthetic oils like vegetables oils which are which has a lot of what we call it as the carcinogenic Mm -hmm. That means that they burn easily. They form free radicals okay. that are not good for the skin, but they're not good for general health. Mm -hmm. They're not good for the gallbladder. They're not good for the liver, which would be our next topic, uh, hopefully in future. Yeah. But a lot of young kids these days have got gallstones, fatty livers, 
um, it's because of this process, a processed meat combined yeah. with, you know, carcinogenic oils, oils and then preservatives that are there in these uh, sauces and different dips and things like that. So it's a whole combination, not just oil. Oil poor thing has got the bad name, but it's the combination. Even if you eat the good food at home and it's oily and spicy, that combination of oil and high spice will definitely increase more of the lubrication on the skin because the skin gets flushed. As I said, it's a mechanism. The skin gets flushed because there's so much heat built up in the body from this combination of food that the, naturally the skin is trying to cool that down either through excessive sweating or through excess of oiling. Uh, so it starts to oil the skin. So it's a process. It's a mechanism that the skin gets into. And then finally, it just stays in that state because it thinks, oh, now this, uh, this is not stopping. I can't be, you know, yeah. leaving the skin. So it just gets into that permanent state. Yeah. Um, so I would say oil itself is not bad. If plain olive oil is taken or, or good oils are taken with eggs and things like that, it's not a problem. It's when there's commercial foods and, you know, preservatives, all of those nasty combination mm -hmm. definitely impacts the skin impacts the skin okay so i know that olive oil is the best but yes. i don't know what it is the extra virgin olive oil always gives me stomach pain as soon as i eat anything with extra virgin so what is the next best oil for me to use in my salads even in my cooking because they said like i know that canola is not good veggie oil is not good um what is the other one the, yeah, so what is the next best oil for me to use for food? So again, olive oil is extremely good, but olive oil has got, it cannot sustain high heat. So if you are using olive oil in cooking with something like, you know, you're cooking meat and it is kind of getting heated and overheated again and again, that is going to give you a lot of digestive issues. Mm -hmm. Um so that's one. Second is uh, virgin, no virgin. The best philosophy is cold press. And first okay, cold, cold press. press. Okay. Yes. Uh, because many times it's the labels and we all get confused on the food labels. Mm -hmm. So best is just to go with the cold press and we don't know whether the extra virgin, virgin, what's the potency of it, what's the quality of it, different brands have got different um, manufacturing standards and things like that. So I can't say much why you're getting that stomachache, but in yeah. principle, you must not be getting it if you are adding a cold press on a salad dressing with a lemon, it should not give you that uh, stomachache. I'll try that. I'll try that and I'll yeah. let you know, yeah. Definitely. So again, different methods of cooking, different oils are recommended. That's what I was coming to. Yeah. Uh, and if you are doing something like uh, deep frying, you cannot deep fry with coconut oil. Uh, sorry, with yeah. olive oil. You will yeah. need a coconut oil or you will need sunflower oil or a safflower oil. So you will need a different uh, oil. If you don't have any allergies, then I would say go with seeds oil, like any seed based oil, like sesame seed pumpkin seed okay um sunflower seed oil so those would be the better ones for deep frying okay oh wow a lot, lot of golden nuggets today okay <laughs> so again coming back to the skin these are the same oils what you're ingesting 
you'll be applying. Okay. Okay. So one thing that I would like to leave with uh, people here that the best way if you're trying any new product or any new ingredient and you have never used it, it's first time, even if it's natural, you sometimes don't know if your body will accept it or not. A very small test is inside the elbow. So the, the sensitive skin. Yeah. Yeah, the sensitive skin inside your elbow, just put a little bit of a drop or two drop of either it's an oil or it could be a lemon or it could be a strawberry just to make sure that your skin is accepting and leave it there for 15-20 minutes. If it doesn't turn red, then you know that this ingredient is good for your use. Yeah. Because okay. I don't want someone to be using it on the whole face and then getting a reaction. <laughs> getting a reaction. Okay. Well, I didn't know about this one. Normally, like I would try like here if I wanted to make sure, but now I learned something new. Excellent. This is, yeah. This is good for for uh, knowing the color, like a makeup color or a perfume, something to smell on the wow. sensories. Yeah. But this is more for the inside, the digestion. The, the digestion. Oh my That's goodness. That's right. Okay. I learned a lot of new things today. Yay. Okay. So, um, what about we did, I haven't heard you mention castor oil, which is one of my favorite oils. I use it on my hair as a treatment, right. but yeah. So talk to me about what, what is your opinion, your intake about castor oil? Castor oil is amazing. It's fabulous. It's one of the best oils. However, it cannot be used in a very repetitive way like other oils. Okay. So once you've used a testrol, then give a break for at least, you know, a week, two weeks. So even when you're doing hair application, you can't do it weekly with testrol. Unless there is a health issue where someone is really losing their hair yeah, and it losing. needs to be treated. So as a treatment, it's a different thing. Yeah. But as a prevention and just for general care, you can't be using testrol every week so once a month application on the head or once a week application on the face is good enough with other oils it's like daily it's for daily, daily. use okay so castor oil is not for daily use but it's definitely for a weekly or a monthly use and it is anti-inflammatory it has a lot of beautiful properties it has anti-inflammatory properties which again if there's any kind of redness aches pains everything it takes up it's not just on the skin level. So castor oil does penetrate into your other tissues as well. Okay. It, it goes into your bone tissue. So if you have got any arthritis, say you had a rash on this joint and you had arthritis on the joint as well. Mm -hmm. When you apply that castor oil, it will affect both, not just oh, one. Wow. Okay. Right. So um, it's very good. Again, when you're taking it internally, it's very good to clean your colon out. That will also put a very good impact on the skin. If you have any kind of blemishes, you can use castrol. But as I said, it's not something that you would use, use on a every day. single day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, growing up, my mom used to give us like a, a whole cup of castor oil once a month. She would a wake month. us up at, right. at 6 a.m. in the morning. Yes. We would drink it. I would be crying because it tasted horrible. You know That's how... Right. Oh, and then she would make us like uh, do exercise and jump like for 10 minutes and then we're allowed yeah. to go to sleep except for tea. We're not allowed anything up until lunchtime and we would have gone to the washroom two, three times before we were allowed to grow. I had no idea. I hated it. Now I know why she did what she did. You know what I mean? Like it's, 
unbelievable. So I use, I'm losing a lot of hair. So I use, I use it whenever I remember. I, I just massage a drop or something in the area that I am losing hair. And um, yeah, so people use it here. I noticed I yes. saw something on YouTube to grow the hair in their eyes. That's right. Yeah, and their eyelashes, they use it. I don't, but like I just use it in the areas where I'm losing hair. Yeah, right. my goodness, that is like a ton of uh, information today. Uh, before we finish up, what about face masks? What, do, what, do, what is the best way to use masks for neck and face for anti-aging? Right. So I was going to come to that oily skin that you were mentioning. So yeah. turmeric, I cannot leave turmeric here. Turmeric is one of the herbs, best herbs, best spices yeah. for the skin. Oh, wow. Uh, but definitely it needs a base because you don't want to turn your face into yellow color <laughs> when you I know. When you're turmeric. Yeah. Um, so you need some base and the bases could be different base. You can get a chickpeas base or you can get a rice husk base and you can add a wee bit of turmeric into it. You can add a wee bit of uh, other oil or just water mm -hmm. and make a paste and apply it on the face. Mm -hmm. okay. So that's one way. Other ways even you can do like crushed strawberries, a little bit of turmeric in it, or crushed cucumbers, a little bit of turmeric in it, or papaya. Again, fruits are extraordinary for the skin. And you can add a little turmeric into it, make a paste and apply it on your face. How long do I keep it? So that will really depend on your skin. As soon as it starts to become tight and stiff, you will gradually remove it. But again, the removing has to be with mild warm water, not cold water. Okay. 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 So, so if you're oily, you, you can leave it longer. If you have a completely oily skin, That's you leave right. it a little longer. Yeah. That's right. Because it oh, won't wow. get dry very easy. Okay. But turmeric in any ingredients on the skin is fabulous. Oh my goodness. I know it is good. It's anti-cancer. It's a lot of good things to eat, but I didn't know that I could use it for my face as well as a face mask. Totally, totally. Um, it's one of the best and the most used ingredient in Ayurvedic medicine for skincare. Wow. I am going to try it like right today. It's much fabulous. Yeah, I'm just, going to try it today. Yeah. Just use it a little so that you don't turn yellow. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Just one quarter teaspoon or even one eighth of teaspoon is more than enough. Okay. There's no principle that says in any traditional medicine that more is better. Yeah, I know. It's a teaspoon with. Okay, I wrote that down so that I can use it today. I have strawberry, I have cucumber, so I can use any of those two. That's right. Any yeah. any one of it. Don't try to mix it too much. So get, just, no, no, one. just one at a time. Yeah, I will That's try. It. Yeah, I will try to do that. Okay. Any any uh, last word? Any last advice for people who are struggling and they're spending lots of money on these creams and still they don't they're not happy with their like skin and dry skin, whether it's body or face or neck. So again, my advice would be try and give as much fresh air to your skin as possible. So if you're not going out in, in nature and you're not allowing your skin to breathe and get that fresh air, 
no matter how much you try to maintain with products, whether it be natural products or manufactured product, regardless, you are not going to feel that satisfaction with the skin. So that's very important. Second, as I said, hydration. So hydration is not just drinking plain water. Hydration also means at times adding something in the water. And as a natural ingredient, I would say, especially now in summer and pandemic, when we are either too much indoors or too much outdoors in the high sun, which can be again damaging, as simple as adding peppermint leaves into your drinking water and drinking that so that the hydration can maintain and it can go into the skin, not just stay into your you know, uh, main organs. Uh, yeah. So it could be peppermint, it could be uh, fennel seeds. Um, oh, wow. Again, key um, lime is very important, more than lemon. Mm-hmm. So key lime can be put into water as well. Very, very important. Those who have got a little bit of low blood pressure, tendency towards low blood pressure, can also add a little bit of Himalayan salt with key lime. So that hydration and air is very, very important. And of course, we spoke about the diet as well, but these two are equally important uh, for maintaining healthy skin, healthy mind. Healthy mind and healthy skin also goes hand to hand. Sometimes you'll realize that you're stressing, your skin starts to act crazy. So that healthy mind is also very important for healthy skin. Yeah. And it becomes a catch-22 situation because when you look at your skin, it stresses you more. That stress again creates more challenges on the skin. Yeah. So again, exercise, fresh air and exercise in fresh air, not, not indoors, not but indoors. outdoor exercises, yeah. hydration and good diet. These yeah. three are extremely, extremely important. Yeah, excellent. Just even if you don't want to run, just walking in nature, like for an hour, like even minimum half an hour walking. I think that's what I do. Exactly. Um, or just stand in our pine trees, amazing. Talking about essential oils, they have got natural essence in pine trees. So when you stand under a pine tree, open your arms, stretch, breathe. That aroma also helps oh. in, you know. Yeah, good circulation. And uh, if sometimes people have challenges walking, I know you, you can walk, I can walk, we can hike as well. But there are other olders or certain people have challenges, uh, foot challenge, knee pains and things like that. Don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. Be outdoors under a trees or in front of water, whatever the nature is. And just expand yourself and breathe because breathing is also very important. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was like an amazing call. So um, this is part two. What is part three going to be very soon? What are we talking? Part three, I would say since we are coming uh, to opening of the schools, let's talk about again mental health and uh, how learning can either be a blessing or it can become our distress. So let's look into that, uh, into that next time. Yes. And our part three. Yay. Okay. So it's always like a pleasure having you. I could listen to you all day long, Ismat. And uh, people, you have to listen and watch this. And actually, I would share it with your families, with your friends. And there is a lot of golden nuggets that we got today to take care of our skin. And not only that, our mind and our intestines, our body and how to connect with nature and all the tips on how to use masks and 
what to use for your body and how to cleanse your face, all those tips. Share it with your moms, with your aunts, with your friends, with your cousins. Until the next episode, thank you so much, Isma. Thank you. Until the next episode, stay blessed, wishing you grace, peace, and balance. Blessings. Blessings. Take care.